If you're feeling a little bit frustrated or put out or ready to throw in the towel because you keep not hitting your goals year after year on the timeline that you have set for those goals, then this is an episode that you won't want to miss. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. I am your host, Sheila Cummins. And today I want to talk about the timelines that you have attached to your goals. And to kick us off, I want to tell you a story about when I first made that decision to go out on my own and leave my teaching job to start whatever entrepreneurial thing I could think of. And, you know, I remember the day super clear. My my youngest had just started daycare and we got into like a terrific daycare right near our house that we'd really wanted to have him go to. It was it was well known, well respected. It also cost the earth. And so I very quickly realized that if he was going to be in daycare, mama had to go back to work. And so I went back to work when he was 10 months old. In Canada, we get a 12-month maternity leave, but I took 10. And The day that I went back to work was actually the day that we figured out that we were pregnant again. And it was a Wednesday, and I remember it so clearly. It was one of those crisp fall days. And here in Canada, fall and autumn is the most incredible time of the year. It's personally my favorite. All the leaves are changing colors. It's this whole kaleidoscope of red and orange and yellow and green. And there's this beautiful freshness in the air that only comes at that time of the year. And it takes your breath away a little bit in the morning. And then throughout the days, the days warm up. And this was one of those blue, blue sky crisp mornings. And, you know, I had so many mixed emotions coming back to work. I had, you know, equal parts of just utter grief because I was leaving my baby at daycare for the very first time. Now, he was happy as could be. He went firing off away from me into the arms of the daycare workers. They are literally God's gift to the earth. Shout out to all ECE, early childhood educators and daycare workers. I think you should have one of the highest salaries in the world. Anyway... He was happy as Larry, but I was just grieving and so upset and had spent the last couple of days in a puddle of tears. And then I also had equal parts excitement because I was out of the house and I was showered and dressed and, you know, pulling stuff together and going back to a group of girls. I was teaching grade six girls at the time at, at a school that's here in Toronto. And I loved the girls. I loved working with them. I loved leading them. And you know, helping them become the mature adults that they were destined to become. And so I had equal parts grief and equal parts excitement, and then equal parts shock as I realized that 
my first day back to work after, you know, having been out for over a year, I was actually pregnant again. And when we did the math, it meant that I would be due in July, which worked out perfectly for the school year. And I remember standing up in front of that classroom and looking out over the sea of beautiful little faces and thinking, wow, if this was a girl, I wonder if she'd be able to sit in one of those seats. And I did a quick calculation of the math and my salary and what my take home was and where it might be in a year year or two or five years from now. And I realized that no matter how hard I worked, no matter how many more courses I took to get better at teaching, it would be a very slim chance that I would be able to put her into one of those seats. And it was like this light bulb moment went off. And I had been trying to leave teaching for a while. I'd gone back to school. I'd gone and gotten a master's in education and curriculum teaching and learning as my focus. I had been working with the International Baccalaureate Organization, traveling around in accrediting schools, so auditing the school's curriculums, making sure they were in alignment with the guidelines and principles of the IB, and giving them feedbacks on how to be a better school. And I'd also sort of put my hat in the ring for a couple of leadership positions, and I You know, it was funny because I quickly knew that all of those pieces were not taking away my itch to try something else. And so standing up in front of these girls and realizing that I actually kind of wanted to leave teaching, I made this pact within myself that I would finish the year off as strong as I could and give these girls just the most incredible sixth grade experience. And I would leave everything in the classroom. I would give it my all knowing that I was going to use the birth of this new baby in July as my exit into exploring new avenues. And, you know, I did just that. It was sort of one of these decisions of, well, I'm going to leave teaching with all of its security, all of its safety, (laughs) you know, full health care for my family, (laughs) beautiful pension plan, one of the best index pension plans on the market at the moment, job security. You know, I was tenured that I just really had to show up and do a really good job. And I knew that I I could teach the next year. And I decided that I was going to leave and try something new. And I took about two years trying to figure out what that looked like. But at the whole time, it was this driving force of, I don't actually want my kids to be raised in daycare. I really would like to play a pivotal role in their young lives. Now, I don't have to be the only caregiver, but I would like to be the primary caregiver, along with my husband, of course. And I also wanted to see what else I could do because I wanted to have the chance to put that kid into private school if I wanted to. It didn't mean I was going to, but it meant the, I could have, I could make that choice. It was an opportunity. And even for my oldest, it was, you know, what could I do to make that an opportunity? Should we decide that that's the right role? for him or for whatever gender this baby was going to be. Turned out it was a little girl. Well, friends, we had a full circle September in my house because that little peanut that caused me so much nausea that year, who like just wreaked havoc on my body, but also 
was that driving force behind leaving teaching actually started in grade nine at that exact school (laughs) that I had been teaching at. Like, just such a crazy circle of events and walking back into the school, not as a teacher, but as a parent and you know, seeing the opportunities that's available to her and seeing, you know, so many familiar faces of, you know, these teachers that are just changing lives every single day because they still have the passion that I had lost. And they are the ones who deserve to be in that classroom. It was time for me to make room for someone who had that passion and to watch my daughter integrate into this school, literally on the first day, walking in, knowing nobody not a soul. Walking into this environment where she had eight classes, knew nobody, had no idea where to go. But because of the choices that I had made over the previous 14 years, because this was the right fit for her, I had the opportunity to make it available. Now, I told you that our episode was going to be about when your goals don't match up with the timelines that you have attached to it. I'm not going to beat around the bush. To be able to send her to this private school is a real privilege. It absolutely is. And it's a privilege that has come from my business. My business has reached a certain level where I can pay myself a salary that enables me to send her to this private school. Now, I got to say there are a couple other things that happened. She's a, she is a bright whip. Let me tell you, she, there is no grass growing under her feet. She did earn herself a full entrance scholarship and she earned a scholarship that offsets some of her tuition. If it was full tuition, I'm not sure I'd be able to make that choice of sending her, but you know, we made the decision that this was important for her. We know it's the right fit. And incidentally, a private school was not the right fit for my oldest. He's at our community high school and thriving. He loves it. We made it available to him, but he was just not interested. And when my daughter started showing interest in this school, a lot of it was because she was sick and tired of people bugging her for wanting to do really well academically or for people not pulling their weight in assignments or not really you know, calling her names because she was really motivated to to do really well and gosh she worked so hard to get those marks that she did but she you know part of it was wanting to be in that environment another part of it was wanting to you know she's really sporty and she was tired of being in gym class and having the boys not pass the ball to her pass a frisbee to her whatever you know whatever the sport was because she was a girl and one of the first things she said was oh my gosh gym class was so amazing everybody passes to everybody nobody's not passing because you're not a girl and so she was looking for opportunities where she could just settle in and you know it's there's something special that happens at that school and it was the right fit for her but I digress let me come back to this whole decision thing you know it wasn't the right fit for my son it was for her through all of these various amazing I don't know if you want to call them manifestations or occurrences or you know gifts that she that she manifested that we manifested she she's going But it took 14 years to get my business to that point. Actually, I'm going to say it's taken 12 because I probably, I could have done it two years ago, but she was only in grade seven then and it didn't feel right to shift her then. She still had more to go at her, her, her previous school. And it took 14 years to get there. 
And I think back along that 14-year journey, and there were so many moments where I wanted to throw in the towel, where it would have been so much easier to just (laughs) turn off all everything and go back to teaching. You know, I remember a, a teaching colleague of mine once looked at me when I was getting started and she said, wouldn't it be easier just to sit back and take your salary and just, you know, sort of half-ass it at work and enjoy the salary that you've got now? And I thought, well, it might be easier, but it sure as heck not going to be as fulfilling as doing what I'm doing. And, you know, that's not the teacher. That's not the person who I am. And to be honest, I'm still teaching each and every day. And so, There were so many moments where I could have thrown in the towel. I think of all those launches of these incredible programs that I had that just literally fell on deaf ears. Or I was so excited about, you know, working with someone and they said no. Or all of those moments where I thought for sure this was the, you know, the turning point in my company. This was, you know, me sort of tipping into that over, you know, half a million in revenue or wherever I was looking to go at that time. And and then it didn't happen. And at every single one of those moments, I totally could have just stopped. But there's this driving force that has kept me going over 14 years. Now, I'm coming off a summer where I worked every other week. I took 75% of August off, and I still delivered to my clients. I still earned the revenue that I want in my company. I still brought on new people. And those two things of having the time freedom to be able to make choices so that I could be a primary caregiver in my house and to have the opportunity to provide these moments for my children based on the revenue that I make in my company, I did it. I did it. But I didn't see it each and every day. It took this sort of, you know, I don't know if it was the, (laughs) like, something just made me be like, Sheila, pay attention, listen. Look at what you've done. And I've been sitting in that for a little bit, and I've just been soaking it in and enjoying the pride and the the accomplishment that I feel having built my company up to where it is. And, you know, we are nowhere near ending. I am nowhere near the end of this journey. I am still just getting started. But, oh my gosh, am I proud of what I've built. It's already creating the two entities that I really craved and was the reason why I left teaching. And that was time freedom and financial freedom. I for sure would like to create even more financial freedom so that we can make more decisions. You know, at this point, we're still prioritizing what's best and where we're going to invest. I still live in this tiny little mouse house that we call it with one bathroom between five of us. But it means that I can say yes to some of the other opportunities, like sending my kid to a school where she is already nine days in, thriving. She's already evolved and grown just from being there nine days. Imagine what she's going to be like four years ago. And you know, that time freedom and that financial freedom is literally just about choice. But there were so many times where I was so frustrated along the way that I could not see how far I've come. 
And I think that that's one of the dangers that we have when we're attached, when we attach these really tight timelines to really lofty goals. And if you're sitting at the $100,000 mark and you say, well, in six months, I'm going to be well over a million. I think that's amazing to shoot towards. You go, girl. Go for it. I got you. We can help you get there. But is it okay if it doesn't take six months? Because what if it took eight? Are you going to sit there at the six-month mark and be like, ah, yeah, I didn't make my goal, so I'm totally out. That's it. Not going to happen. I, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give up. I suspect there's things in your business right now today where you're feeling like you could give up. Don't. Just because you have not accomplished what you wanted in the time frame that you set out to have it accomplished by does not mean that it's not working. And so what if you flip the script a bit? And what if you took some time out today and looked at how far you've come since you started this business? Where are you now? A lot of women that I meet are like, I can't believe I've grown it this big, but I actually kind of want more. And that's a beautiful place to be at, that gratitude for what you have already. And the desire to keep going and growing is literally what's going to keep you going. And so if you feel like giving up, take an afternoon off, close your computer, go for a walk, sit on the couch and watch some TV. I'm not going to tell you to go reach for a sweet treat to soothe your feelings because I know that food's not going to soothe your emotions. But oh my gosh, if you need an ice cream right now, little haagen goes a long way sometimes. And then tomorrow, get right back up on your horse and just keep your eye on the prize of where you're going. And you will know what action to take. You'll also know when it's time to take that action. All of those times I beat myself up because I didn't get a program out when I said I would, or, you know, I, I kind of wanted to do a program, but I didn't really get it out. I, you know, when I look back at all of those moments, that was so not the right time to do a program. And even now I'm recording this in the middle of September. I've just come off a two-hour walk because I needed to clear my head and move my body and get clear on where I'm going and what I wanted to do. And I know, I know that some of you are waiting for me to be launching my program. And listen, they're coming. I've got my lead program is about to come. It's brand new. We've got a new membership that we're going to be launching for high-achieving women entrepreneurs that are well on their way to seven figures or more. seven, eight, or nine figures so that you can have that elevated conversation and that elevated peer group of, you know, women that are really going to push you and hold you accountable and, and just hold you when things aren't going well. But that end prize doesn't have to happen on the date that you set it out on. In fact, it probably won't. Those big goals often happen on the timeline that's best not your timeline. And so if you're just feeling a bit frustrated today, I get you. I hear you. Just keep going. And if you have those visions, just keep going. 14 years to get to the spot where I can say, oh my gosh, I've actually created exactly what I wanted. And I want more. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. 
If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode, and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.